That's on the Casio keyboards that they used to give out on Christmas. Well, this is it's a, supposed to sound preset because this is a preset kind of sound, but you know what it I, means. I you spend, want something I, to be generic when so everybody knows what it means. No, you don't want anything to be generic. Why would you want because to be everybody's going to... Oh, wrong one. Everybody's going to... Recogni- these, <laughs> these aren't recognizable noises per se. They just are noises. What do you think of when you hear that, JD? And don't try it's to be funny. It's ominous noise. It's just spooky. It. Okay. All right. It could anyway. be anything. It could be any spooky sound. Hello, everyone. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving if you're into that kind of thing. It's actually my favorite holiday. Like in real life. It's the, it's the, um, it's one of my security passwords. It's, you know, whenever they like, <laughs> they like what's your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving is that. So now y'all, you guys are one yeah. tenth closer to stealing my identity. <laughs> yeah, I'm like pretty close now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me add that she, to my memory. She probably got the last Thank four of the social security number and shit by now. Okay, so. Which is your face unlike my phone? <laughs> it probably does. So what? Got something this, to hide? I'm drinking this cranberry juice like it's like cognac. There's nothing in it. <laughs> I got my pinky up and shit. Okay, so. I know we've talked about this quite a few times, actually, but I finally started my rewatch of One on One on Netflix. One on One, yeah, yeah. Thank one you for that. One. Thank you. I enjoyed that. Um, and again, pissed off that none of the original music is in the show, and I understand. I get it, but nope, I don't. Nope, nope. It really does take away some zest from the show for me because I'm one of those people that have watched things so much that I really connect the moments with the music. And so when it's not the music, the scene doesn't even make sense to me. The scenes are lackluster. I'm not having fun. And I don't know. I just had to express my grievances with that again because it's really pissing me off. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So I want to add to that. You know, I know that people feel like having the original music in there could be infringing on people's rights. And that could be. Probably just is. But doesn't it kind of infringe on the music consultant's credit? Because, I mean, it was somebody's job to have the artist and all that stuff selected. There was a promotional sort of, you know, situation that was done whenever there was music that was done by, you know, a legitimate label that was inside of a... A show, it was somebody's job to make those deals then, and now all of their work is just gone for no reason. They don't get to a chance to see what they did whenever they watch this stuff back on Netflix, and that's kind of offensive. I didn't think about it from that angle at all. Um, if you were to watch Insecure without all the music, you would be discrediting Raphael Sadiq forever. I didn't think about it from that angle at any point. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. I just want to have fun, though. I know. I mean, it's just it's some it's it's a job that I considered as one of the things that I think would be a cool job. So I've researched how cool. I'm like, oh, people are music consultants for shows. I would be great at that. Of course, right? And did you not did, imagine that was a thing? I mean, not all my life. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. Well, one on one specifically, I didn't realize how much music they actually played, and you can just tell. Like, maybe I can't remember the exact song sometimes, but I can tell when it's like computer music playing. Yeah, it sounds like those Casio <laughs> keyboard presets you were just playing on my shit just now. 
Yeah, like instead of it be like it'd be like a hip hop type beat. One. It'd be a hip hop type, you know. Yeah, it'll just, it'll just be like random drums and like something. It's whatever terrible. At the time. Yeah. It's very terrible. Like the the way they dance to the music don't even make sense. It just I get y'all try to get something that was the same tempo and shit, but it's stupid. Okay. I still just I wonder why I just don't know why we can't all come together to try to unionize things as they were packaged. I mean, including everybody's rights to their intellectual property. I mean, obviously, that's been a hot topic recently, too, where people are like, oh, well, it seems like people aren't getting paid like they're supposed to, and studios aren't getting paid, and all these fucking streaming services. Oh, I mean, I did not come on here to be like, oh, there's too many of them, but there's too many of them. Well, listen, I just want people to stop guarding playing clips of music with their lives. Like, maybe it'll help in the long run. Why aren't people able to access that like why wouldn't you want why wouldn't the labels want this music to play so that people can go so people can want to play the song okay and And then boom streams they pick and choose because i mean even when you think about pandemic early on when the djs were doing all the stuff on live and everything we were all getting shut down it was like well i can't play the music like it was really bad for that right but at the same time what we do is just bring attention to other artists' music. It's not as if for some reason we're trying to like make money off of this off of this this music. We know it's other people's music. Right. We're bringing attention to it so people can go get it. You know, DJs do that. TV shows do it. It's supposed to be a co-opportunity. All of entertainment is supposed to be a co-opportunity. If you yes. see a painting in a TV show, you're like, what is that? Look at the credit. The painting. Why wow, so-and-so. You find it out. This was supposed to be a fun Thing media media guys remember media they yeah. come together all the art gonna put it on TV mm-hmm. your headphones on the billboards everywhere y'all fucking it up with all this damn yellow tape. Thank you. This Welcome. has been a PSA from your faves. Okay, before I get to this other topic, I want to bring up the mm-hmm. tweet that I'm so proud of us. It sounded so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before we get into the next topic, though, I wanted to bring up this Twitter thread made by AJ Classic in which he hips me to the fact that Tashina Arnold is the most famous American actress in Brazil because of Everybody Hates Chris, because Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. don't have access to, you know, all the American black TV shows there. But Everybody Hates Chris was the most popular. And so she's treated like royalty there. And so deservingly so, because she's one of those people that offers so much to uh, to black entertainment, but there's not a ton of, like, upswing. You know, everybody always talking about it all the time, but she she really deserves, you know? So it's, ni- it's nice to know that she's being appreciated in other avenues as well, because, I mean, man, I love, we love Pam and we love Rochelle. Rochelle's, Rochelle's, I mean, she's that's, up that's, there. A, that's a character right there. Yes. It's yes. a character. You know what else? It's, it couldn't have been anybody else. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, and as much as we talk about those people that bring their energy so consistently, we know that list is always like on our minds. It's Jackie Harry, it's Sherman Hemsley, it's Jennifer Lewis, it's Tashina Arnold. Um, it should be noted that like Tashina's brand is still, they're all very unique in their own way. Still. Mm-hmm. They're like, none of those people could be subbed in for the other. Agreed. They're just always equally as entertaining every time you see it. So I say all that to say that the Soul Train Awards came on and me and JD watched them. 
um, her and Tisha Campbell hosted. I guess this is going to be going on for a while now. This is maybe thing. I'm wondering how long that contract is because this is a thing now. The two of them hosting. It's a it's a good avenue for those two people. I think like it fits it fits so well. And I, I'm a bigger fan of Soul Train Awards than I am of bigger award shows. No, it's it's a great it's ass niche time. Exactly where where I. It's where the music I listen to throughout the year kind of shines more during the Soul Train Awards than yes. any award show. Do I want to bring up the fact that everybody is crying about the Grammys and it's shows like this that are really giving the love that black artists deserves and they don't ever want any parts of it? Well, see, I don't even... Here's the thing. I don't know how award shows are done, but I have some sort of a feeling that you know there is an appearance... Something. Everybody doesn't make time for everything. I and mean, we all we've always known this around the time <laughs> around the time this is weird to bring up, but right after Chris and Rihanna, we never saw everybody together again, ever again. You never what? Them. We never saw everybody together again, ever oh. again. Oh, is that what happened? I mean, the best I can think of is like there was a period of time where I didn't feel like I noticed how often people weren't showing up to shit. But during that period of time, there was a rift in the industry, and then it just really never actually fully came back together for any one award show, I felt like. I mean, even even the Grammys, I don't think, had full attendance with like all of our faves over the past few years. But before 2007-ish, I felt like every award show, if, it, packed out. if it was relevant to your brand... You were there, and you were amongst friends. Okay. Things have changed dramatically. I miss it. Well, um, one highlighting moment I want to bring up is that Monica received the Lady of Soul Award, and she done gave a lot to music. We love Monica. She did us a little uh, medley of the hits, and she could have went on for longer because she did that. From what, twelve years old? Yeah, she should be eighty with the kind of work that she's doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're definitely one of those people that I'm like, man. I, you always will forget how young they are because of how old the music is. Always, right. A lot of people are like Stevie Wonder is like they're like, man, he's gonna go any day now. Like, no, he's not that old, fam. He was like fifteen years old when he started. Like, think about making music since he was fifteen <laughs> years old, and you just now what, like sixty something? That's crazy. That's, I like Monica got she could do that. Monica and Brandy could be Usher. Usher could end up being on a Stevie Wonder where it's like Usher ain't dead yet. Like why would Usher be dead? <laughs> he was a teenager. <laughs> he was six years old whenever he wrote. <laughs> whenever he wrote my way. <laughs> All I wanna make That's what it was about. Right. <laughs> right. It sounds like a t- <laughs> right. W r o i g h t. Shout out to Monica. Very deserving. I wonder the hood spelling me with that word, actually. Roy? Yeah, people don't know that. <laughs> okay, I'll see you. I said using the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Only want to make things Roy. right. Oh, okay, 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 okay. W-R-O-I-G-H-T. I know this. I know this. All right, guys. Oh, are we going to do the theme song? Drums, please. Where does that go? Man, what a time. Where does it go? Um. Drums, please. Uh, you've got mail. Thanks for coming out tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. 
Salomoto. Gentlemen, we are back for another episode of What Up Time. Can't get myself together. Get yourself together. Do we really we... think we a goddamn sitcom? Why? Because we dropped the theme song in the middle of the show. The right way now. we be talking as an intro and then the theme song, you don't know when it's coming. I mean, that's what shows do. They have cold opens. That's just a thing. You know what I mean? And I, I was thinking about how long they've been doing that. I watched Living Single today and it starts off with like a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it's, yeah, I was like, man, who was the first person to be like, hey, <laughs> let's give a little preview of the episode before the show start. I wonder who invented theme songs. I will. That's a great question, too. Also, the point was that we are not a TV show. We're a podcast. <laughs> but I mean, like, I mean, I guess you make a point. It could be a TV show, but y'all wouldn't know who would watch this. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I mean, both of us. So that's it. We should Two do people. <laughs> yeah. We're well on our way to success. <laughs> Call Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty excited about our topic of the day. Me too. This was actually my idea. It was. Lest we forget. Philly's finest. Philly's finest. Who's that girl? EVE. How you do that? <laughs> <laughs> How you do that? EVE. <laughs> Yo, uh, we were we were talking about doing this and we were like, okay, E, what are we gonna talk about? And I was like, well, I'll tell you one thing. She's the kind of girl that likes to look fly. <laughs> Picked up every guy with a slip rap line. Give him the eye. So, so, so. And the keys to the rap. What all is she giving people? He's the, she's the type of girl that like to wear fly clothes and rock stilettos, but we'll get get so. If ah, anybody knows, let me tell you who knows. Because so ah, in the cash flow, let the story be told. EVE. E-V-E. How you do that? EVE. Oh, man. Okay. This isn't about, <laughs> this isn't about the theme song specifically. This is about the person. Eve. Okay. So, I was watching her videos the other day and I realized how much I have always loved Eve. Like I have some of those um, images imprinted in my brain and I was so excited watching those videos because I remember how much I loved them back in that time. She had a whole like look that you can't forget. The platinum blonde, short hair, the paw prints on the titties. I just knew when I turned 18 that would I would do those things to myself. So you I were could. planning on getting Paul Prince on your titties. I sure was. Because, <laughs> because for, flat, for flat-chested <laughs> girls, okay, that looked like something that would make your tits exciting because you ain't have nothing going on up there. So You know what makes breasts exciting? What? Nipples. <laughs> but i'm talking about cleavage wise well you don't want to give them the whole city you just want to look nice in your shirt vaseline (laughs) i'm a big fan of both of those you want to see some clavicle bone nigga no put some paw prints up there excitement looks cool (laughs) 
I, I just I can't I cannot wrap my head around you seeing it and being like I was planning on doing those things like those things both of them you were planning on getting paw prints get to but not only that though like the worst thing about it is if you had done that we would have known exactly how big of a fan you were you just look you look like a super fan you don't look attractive people are gonna see and be like so well like, look so JD, like guess what guess what I am now bald headed and I still flat chested so this could still happen it could still happen it could, you know it's funny. Um, what is the Kanye line? She got hair so long and it looked like weave. Then she, she cut, cut it all off. Then she, she looked look like Eve. It's and, me, baby. No, I'm joking. I wasn't going to tell me you'd be dealing with issues nobody can't believe. That's that's not none of their business. <laughs> okay, y'all. Are you, are you addicted right. to retail or well? No. Oh, good. So, little known fact, Eve was actually a singer first. Did you know that? That sounds right. She'd be singing. I learned this just a few years ago that she was like, a single singer before she grew up like singing in the church and shit i think she always could hold a note that makes sense but I, you heard her sing she's singing who's that girl she sounds good she can hold a note i guess i didn't think about the vocal ability it took to it doesn't sing that take part. a lot of vocal ability it doesn't mean she can't <laughs> hold a note i didn't say she was an amazing singer if she was an amazing singer i could see the potential seeing as to how she clearly knows melody okay um so she was a singer first. That's how she really wanted to break the industry, I assume. Um, she had a, she actually had a short stint in stripping. No. And you know who it was that saved her? Mace. <laughs> How'd you know that? It had to be Mace. Mace is sort of a cop. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Okay. Slow down, Mace. You are <laughs> not minding your own business. <laughs> exactly. Um, so she laid some background vocals for The Roots and then had a verse on You Got Me. Oh, my God. One of my favorites. Is that going to get dropped? Can I drop it? I don't know. Do you want to? It's one of my favorites, though. It's so good. You know her verse? Fireverse from her actually Fireverse she Eve's pen game that's we're gonna get into this I was gonna say but this is why this is why I came up because I think that she has sort of an impeccable pen well yeah it actually was the spawn of some beef in the rap game really let's talk about that you have yeah. uh insider information on that Jasmine <laughs> I don't know if it's inside information but basically she called out female rappers who wasn't writing their flows and she was like i write all my own shit and she took a shot at foxy brown and a beef brood oh she said i don't think they ever resolved it either jigga was writing all foxy stuff i mean it wasn't that the wasn't that the story at first i mean i guess whether I, it was jigga or anybody that, whether it was jigga anybody basically she accused her of not writing her own shit and boom beef well, you know how mcs feel about that shit i mean the thing i don't really have the feels for foxy brown in hindsight like there was the people that fuck with foxy brown 
really, really, really fucked with her and rode rode in on that wave. I don't know a lot of late bloomer Foxy Brown fans. You were either fucking with her in '96 and still are, or you never did. That is true. That's a point. So she had some good beginnings with the Roots, but when she came out with the Rough Riders team, baby, it was something else. Like we on go. We on go. Shia now. I'm a rough, rough rider. Okay, 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 okay. Woo, shit. I'm attracted and scared of her at the same time. Hey, man. That's Niggas what... had to be feeling both of those feelings. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like she'll cut me, but also she talk about she love me. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little afraid, but. I'm into that shit. like that shit. A <laughs> uh, little thing about me, I kind of got a thing for uh, hood rats. I like him. <laughs> I like hood rat energy in general. Oh, she look like she just. You know. Yeah, and I don't mean rat in like a negative way. You know, colloquially. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then she dropped her first solo single. Just a second, mommy wanna speak out. What I need in my life, make the body freak out. Baby, seem like the type, Mary niggas sneak out. Like them falling, y'all. Guess I be appalling, y'all. Boss type, hold it down, wanting all of y'all. Calling y'all, never chasing me down. Three weeks, heartbroken, guess you hating me now. She speaks, soft spoken till she dating the clown. Wow. Bars. Well, I'm in and making them drown. Hey, what's y'all niggas want? <laughs> Can't touch. Oh man! All y'all niggas need is right, right here, here with me. me. Sounds y'all wanna hear? Ooh. Who that? Who that? Swizz beats. Yes. I'm the one Yo. you fear. It's my time. Feel me. <laughs> ah, turn up. Um, yeah, yo, out the gate. I miss whenever people had these big, fun beats for their leading singles. Like that is. Really, part of the the right formula for breaking a hip hop artist. It's a formula. You know what I'm saying? She had um, Nokia from uh, Drew Hill. Yeah, I, I know he has like some background vocals, but I'm like, did he did he produce this song? I'm That's cu- Swiss Beats. That's very curious. Um, it's a curious thing that you said there because I, I don't think I realized that I don't really notice Nokia on it. But I guess that you don't know there's Nokia on it. No, I see that Nokia is on it. I don't think he's doing can. all them ad libs and shit. That's it in the background. He must have had some... And he's in the video. I haven't seen the video since... 1999? <laughs> yeah, it's That's been crazy. that long. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't often go back and look at Eve music videos, but I do listen to Eve's music. And honestly, my favorite Eve songs aren't ones you're going to hear today, I don't think, because they're kind of deeper cuts. So. Yo, her debut album, Let There Be Eve, 1999. It's funny I mentioned... Um, the beef with Foxy Brown. She's the third female artist, hip hop artist, to peak at number one with her album, following Lauren Hill and Foxy Brown, who did it That's second crazy. that same year she dropped. That is crazy. <laughs> um, so I guess her one up was just like, well, at least I'll write my shit. Shit. A <laughs> fire one up, and not to say that there wasn't room for all of them. It's it's so crazy. Every time you have to hear about a woman breaking a record, just know. 
The planet's been here for a really long time. <laughs> it's gonna happen, baby. It's gonna happen. No, not that it's only gonna, it's gonna happen, but it's so late for shit to be happening. Like, <laughs> like for, for two thousand and twenty years to have passed, and for a woman to be breaking records is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> How is it possible we've been here for two thousand twenty years? And this is the first time we've ever seen a woman in the White House ever. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. That's a wild concept. That's a whole half of the population. <laughs> get into this single though. I don't even know you when I hate you. See, all I know is that my girlfriend used to date you. How would you feel if she held you down and raped you? Tried and tried, but she never could escape you. She was in love, and I'd ask her how. I mean, why? What kind of love from a nigga would black your eye? What kind of love from a nigga every night make you cry? What kind of love from a nigga make you wish he would die? I mean, shit, he bought you things and gave you diamond rings, but those things wasn't worth another pain that he brings, and you stayed. What made you fall for him? That nigga had the power to make you crawl for him. I thought you was a doctor, be on call for him. Smacked you down cause he said you was too tall for him. Uh, that wasn't love, baby girl, you was dreaming. I could have killed you when you said your seed was growing from his seed. And, and it'll take over your mind. What you think is love, it's truly not. You need to elevate Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I feel like Faith Evans may have just been like a little... The the lyrics right here are too generic for me, where she says love is blind and it'll take over your mind. Not all of it. All the love don't take over your mind. What you think this love is truly not. Well, what, you could be right. <laughs> like, like you might not be wrong exactly. Like, it's just weird to tell somebody hey, what you think is In love is truly not. In this situation, sure. Well, yes. yeah. yeah. But I mean, it also still might be love. Let's just say that it's not healthy. Well, he kills her. People love people that kill them all the time. It doesn't mean they're supposed to be with them. You're right. Okay. Um, I just don't think the love part. They, they're it's using based on it a too. true story, by wow, the way. That's awful. I don't know if her friend died from it, but it, she wrote it about the abuse her friend was suffering through. Um, and this song made me really emotional, the song and the video. And yeah. I think I told this story on air, but I was really like proud of this song. And like, I let my dad listen to it one day. And I was like, dad, this song, it just evokes so much emotions. I didn't use those words, but... She said a vote. <laughs> <laughs> My dad listened to the song. He was like, girl, all that cussing. <laughs> all my he, he dad heard it. was bitch, fuck, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> so he didn't take heed to what Faith Evans was saying. No, he didn't feel the same emotions <laughs> that we felt during this song so yeah, the moment was, was sitting there thinking to myself what i think is love is truly not <laughs> i was mad emotional and proud of that song and my dad just heard the cussing and i was like well that moment did not go how i thought it would parents just don't understand okay so whoever decided to sprinkle that extra faith evans vocal at the end love is blind love mm -hmm. is blind yeah. thank you it will take over your mind. You know what? Next level. I, next level That's shit. That's actually kind of... You, you just pointed out something about Faith Evans that she does really well and super often, actually. Because isn't that... She kind of does... That thing. That thing. Listen. That, that thing, thing. That thing. That thing. It's not Lauren Hill that we're speaking about right now, but... I know but what you're talking at about. at the end of that, she does the...
and um at the end of my I Don't Love Her, which is clips that I, I love that song, but she does this whole run. It's a great bridge. Like a and bridge then, type yes. ad lib background type thing meshed up together. I'll be missing you has it. This is a thing we have to do some <laughs> some R and research. <laughs> Shout out to Faith Evans. Great song, great video. I mean, the message was kind of dark, but yeah, and what you I think is truly song. love is not. Stop. <laughs> if you feel like stop you're in love, <laughs> stop the count. If you feel like you're in love, it's truly not. I'm telling you right now. All right, I love this single too. The next one. Again, she's rapping about love and being with somebody forever, and she makes that shit sound dangerous as fuck at the same time. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? It's, it's thug and love. She just she, thug she, love. She had, she it, had a lot of thug love. I feel it. You know, That's that Philly like shit. That. It'd be like that. It's so funny that that period of time had these um these really how do I put this? These beats. Cause every time I hear every time I hear that, I think about this. It's Jay Z, but you can't find it anywhere. It's ironic because it's the movies on. <gasps> That's my shit. I know. Jigga man, uh -huh. Swiss beats, uh -huh. history in the making, uh -huh. part three. Uh -huh. Lifestyle, ladies. Listen, yo, I, know I took you back, right? But for that's the, Swiss beats, though. Swiss beats, Swiss yeah. beats, Swiss beats. So many things happened just now because as soon as you said "got a man," I was like, "got a man, girl's best friend." Blue streak, blue streak is on in the background of the podcast right now. Right now, now it's and on this the is, television. Yeah, this screen. is on that soundtrack and virtually nowhere else. When I say virtually, I mean. This is a file that I own that I just played. You can't really find it a lot of places. I remember that being a thing. I think I looked for this song semi-recently. Yeah. And was like, where the hell? I know it was on Blue Street because we used to watch it all the time. Yeah. That's. And I recently had like some like late night, you know, thought where I was like, what song am I thinking about? And it was, it was Girl's Best Friend. And then it was God a Man. I think I messaged you humming. I was like, what is this? And you were like, God a Man. And I was like, yes. But I thought about that because I was thinking about girl's best friend. <laughs> Make a own. You think they'll go together good? Maybe. If I do, the people that will appreciate it are all in this room. <laughs> all right. Ooh, okay. She jumps on the Hot Boys remix. Hot boy, keep me right. Play your part and I keep it tight. Well, she gonna be in the middle of the night, but up in the sheet with me, I. 
iconic. You love it. You know it. Absolutely. Can't deny it. Why would you try to? You need her. And then we got her second album, Scorpion, which featured the track we already played, Who's That Girl? Another beat. All these beats really got crack in it. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of crack. <laughs> a and, lot of crack. And then probably her biggest song to date, biggest song ever, probably. You guys know it. And it's incorporated in our theme song. Is Drop your glasses, shake your asses, face screwed up like you having hot flashes. Which one? Pick one. This one classic. Red from blind. Yeah, bitch, I'm drastic. Some of y'all ain't writing well, well too concerned with fashion. fashion. None of you ain't Giselle, kept walking imagine. A lot of y'all Hollywood drama cast it. Cut bitch camera off, real shit blasted. I had to give you Song. It took a while to get me here, and I'm gonna take my time. Don't, Don't fight, fight that, that good shit, shit in your ear. Now let, let me blow, blow your mind. mind. Grammy Award winning, might I add? Home. Home. That, show, that song is fucking crazy. The beat is insane. So is Gwen Stefani's stomach God. in this video. She didn't yeah. have one. But this was this was one of those moments in pop culture Whoa, history yes. right here. Is this the same year as B? Hell no, baby. That was years and years later. Really? Yeah. Gwen Stefani is Gwen Stefani is best known for no doubt at this point in time. She has not really done any crossover work. Really? It seemed yeah. like it's in the same time period. Hollaback Girl is like 2005. Yeah, That's 2005, years later. actually. Yeah. I know that fact. But she did, because her and Eve linked up again on that same album, I think, for that Rich Biggie Girl? Small, no, Rich Girl. Rich Girl. Rich Girl. Yeah, Rich Girl is after Hollaback Girl, I think. It is. I think Rich Girl is like 2006. Yeah. And also nominated for a Grammy, didn't win it, but nominated. So, you know, hmm. they took that they took that and they actually did a tour. I think Rhonda went to it. Do you remember yes. that? This happened like a couple of years Rhonda ago. Going to it. <laughs> no, the <laughs> fact that they toured together. Yo, I Gwen do. Stephanie I do. And Eve. This was happening right after Outkast had came back for for that round of things they were doing. This this started happening. I do remember this. Yeah, it was it was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Clearly friends, obviously. And both of them. I mean, they saw what their music did. You know, the music they did have together was top tier. So it was like, why not bank off of that? <laughs> but they didn't bank. They didn't bank it to death, though. They I mean, didn't. We, we might I don't really, think it might be oh. a good credit for them kind of knowing exactly when to fold. Because let me blow your mind is fucking outrageous, and it set the tone for Rich Girl, which is not one of my favorite songs, but was a huge hit. Either, but it was huge. Yeah, it, it was, was a huge still. Hit. It was still a big pop hit. <clears throat> Something weird about sampling Fiddler on the Roof. I don't know. It's such a weird thing to do. <laughs> if I were a rich man, it's like a Jewish guy. A Jewish you know poor what? Man. I think that's that's, me that, that song just came to my mind now. I never thought about the fact of where that sample came from. It's insane to me. I, yeah. I, I honestly had never thought about it myself, but I do feel like I know why I have a disconnect. What the hell were they doing? They're singing, they're singing a song from a play about a poor Jewish man who cleans chimneys, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, with that being said, okay. <laughs> e Eva Evolution, Evolution 2002. Okay. I have a very deep imprinted memory of this being on one of my um burnt CDs. Okay. 
I remember that. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, you don't. You got to go look. Gangsta Lovin'. Gangsta Lovin'. My God. Gangsta Lovin'. Featuring Alicia Keys. Now, I would say out of all the songs we've mentioned, this one may be the most like of its time and dated. (laughs) Like this is very, very early 2000s (laughs) and you kind of leave it there. But I will say for that moment, I loved this song. I listened to my burnt CD. Yeah, put your favorites on your burnt CD. You do put your favorites on burnt CD. So clearly it was a favorite of mine. Right. So... With all that being said, we can move on to the second single, which was... She's doing that for me because... I'm doing is, that for JD because he does not feel the same way I feel about this song, so... About Gangsta Lovin'? No, I don't, have, he, I don't have a lot of attachment to it. I wonder why. What is it about the song? <laughs> Mostly Alicia Keys. But, <laughs> but... All right, all right, all right. Satisfaction was the second single, which you might not know just based off the title, but when we play it, you gonna right. know it. Dr. Dre put his foot in this beat, okay? <laughs> and then and then Eve had the nerve to rap some of some of the finest rap bars I can think of. I'm literally going to go to my favorite um bars in this because I it needs to be heard. I know you hoping that I rest so you can breathe Stress when we in the same places till I leave Whisper to their friends what they want to do to me Wish they could erase me, take away the air I breathe And, and I, I feed cause that shit only give me hunger pains Never let you motherfuckers put out my flame Ready for whatever was tamed to maintain This song is fucking amazing No, it's a it's a good ass song I When I was going through the Rolodex of music I was like, Satisfaction, what is that? But as soon as I played it, I was like Oh my God! She was calling you niggas out. Well, okay. Everything she said, I separate the girls from the woman and the winning. Always knew the drill was working from the beginning. Baby, what's the deal? I'm hurting them. How I'm living, gotta conquer it all. Now the world's my mission. Anything I want, I'ma get it, cause I know I need it. It's CG coming, and I know you hate it. Anything I need, gotta have it, but I'm gonna grab it. Ain't nothing better than the satisfaction. I mean, the whole thing, she just breaking in. I don't know what it is, but her ego in this on this specific song yeah she was trying to shut some people up for sure she was like a lot of bitches is niggas a lot of bitches be wishing they wasn't my position (laughs) yo (laughs) jenny is in here slamming things i'm gonna have one of these altoids that fell out the pack (laughs) i I really overreacted right there i did honestly mostly because i had to hold my breath when i was rapping i don't know but something about that though makes me more proud that she wrote her own music because you can have this moment, honestly. Like, it just made me appreciate that the fact that she has written all of her music all this time. Because I don't really care about that shit, honestly. Well, who I writes and who doesn't? Ultimately, no, I don't. If the song bang, it bang to me. I don't give a fuck. Well, you know, it really <laughs> only matters when it comes down to rap rapping. But where she's from, it matters, matters. You know what I'm saying? If, if you were from Brooklyn, you would care. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't think people in Atlanta are like, man, somebody ghost wrote this song, did they? Because it, who would have to have done that? This song is very easy to write. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same kind of skill set that a lot of songs we hear today have. I mean, did. now today, though, I think there is even more value because of the direction hip hop went with the um, metaphors and, you know, right. just people put a lot more into it now. It's not. Well, not only that. At this time, like this is three bar. This is this is three different verses still. Like people are still putting songs together 
where there is they have 16, 16, 16 mm-hmm. in between the hook. That's very, very rare to hear one rapper, one artist do three verses. They either have a feature to take to take the back end of that thing or or it's two minutes long or something like that. Right. So it just takes a lot of um, skill set to do this for a whole album in general. But Eve clearly was a writer because, I mean, every single verse in that song specifically is way better than a lot of what niggas was putting out. You're welcome. Yeah. Hey. Said Eve. Um, so something <laughs> happens here. She kind of like disappears from the limelight for a little bit. She doesn't put out an album for a while. There were some things going on with her moving labels and all that. But when she did come back, it was a strong ass, some kind of rebirthing ass hit that we got from that. Yeah, and this was actually during a period of time whenever um, Swiss Beats was sort of kind of running through the radio a little bit. He had a few loose big hits around this time. Yeah. And this is very fitting of the aesthetic of what he was doing. You got to shake your ass. Yeah, because I mean, God damn is the words that come out they mouth. She look it. good always, without a doubt. Spit it. Come on, Eve. Yo, spit it. This shit was my shit. Because that year Swiss had that on the radio. It's me, snitches or bitches, depending it's on me, your. It's me, snitches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, my drink and my two step was on the was on the thing. And that Kelly Rowland and um, what you call song Eve song about to come out later this same year uh, in that same album. Yeah, we're playing her verse. I'm sorry. Too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I mean, there, there's a there's an awakening of some of our older favorites being on the radio this year in 2007. It was out of there. It was out of their peak, but even Swiss Beats and Cassidy and Mary J. Blige were all over the radio this like, year. Like, hello. Yeah, right in the middle of, like, post-snap music era. So I don't know what happened. We just woke up one day and it was like, hey, guess who's on the radio? Even Swiss Beats today? <laughs> yeah, <you're good. laughs> Yo, like, it's not a song I've revisited a lot. Like, I don't put it on the playlist usually, but... Recently, I've been playing it, and that shit is a vibe to me still. It still makes me happy when I hear it, for real. Well, Swiss, Swiss was definitely in a concoction phase at this point. He was doing a lot of concocting, a lot of new sounds. He was having a rebirth. It's my favorite thing about some of those producers is that we've been able to watch Pharrell and Swizz and Tim go through so many different phases with discovering new sounds. Mm-hmm. It's like they travel and they come back and they're like, I'm about to make six albums. <laughs> I don't know with who, but call everybody I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Do you remember "Give It to You" with Sean Paul? I listened to it yesterday. It 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 was it wasn't um it didn't I cannot talk. That sucks. You have a podcast. <laughs> it didn't jump out at me at first, but again, just like satisfaction, as soon as I played it, I was like, <gasps> See, now, "That was a moment." I felt like this was a bigger hit than um, "Satisfaction" was, though, for real. Now 
Now, you know that song when it plays. Right. As far as music is concerned, there is two features that I want to talk about really quick. Like this, because it got cracking in My Chick Bad, because we were not seeing so many female rappers, like an ensemble song like that at not the time. Ensemble. But like this was like that. A few mad looks from them chicks, you know, and from them dudes who be jealous of a chick with dough. Pop another bottle for them, keep my life moving. No time for the drama, watch me blow through them. I know I sound confident, I'm supposed to know. We do it big, how we live. Kelly told you so. Come on, told y'all I was Clearly, clearly the same strain that was in Tambourine is in this song too. This extra stare right here. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yo, that song, listen, put that on all the time for me. Wait. Chicks get jealous. She might have been. Bitch. She might have been the best um, first on that track. Um, I can't confirm, but from just that, I think she was. Um. Yeah, I can't confirm either. <laughs> off the top of my head, it would be wrong of me to do that. I don't remember what Trina was talking about, but I know she had VBSs. <laughs> she had VBSs and her pussy wet <laughs> simultaneously. Whoa. <laughs> okay, I just had to bring that up just because, like, we don't see. There's a lot of like women in the industry right now collaborating or whatever. But when it comes to putting this many on one track, it's hard to come by. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, you know, there's been an effort to do things like that. You know, that's what Meg and Cardi were doing, you know. And I know ultimately people were like, yeah, they're going to call other girls up. What happened to that? that? I don't know. Okay. I'm thinking about this. Listen to me on this. Saweetie's remix to, is it Tappin? Tappin. It has Jack Harlow, the baby. Okay, see, that's the situation where I wanted people, to see yeah. the girls come together. Like, what? It's not making sense in my head that she would call some dudes up. Why didn't she call, like, I rap think girls? She anybody. I mean, here's the thing they had all just done what's popping remix. It's just the same studio session. I think the label made them do it. It is the exact same me. features. Somebody else just did that, too, and it's not coming to my brain right now. Tori but Lane's on the tapping remix, isn't he? Jack Harlow. No. You know what's funny? Okay. All right. So. No, it's Post Malone. It's Post Malone, Jack Harlow, and the baby. And the baby. So after what's popping remix came out, there was a a photo that was like Sweetie tapping. It was a promo thing that came in. And it was like the baby, Jack Harlow, and then question mark at the top. Somebody got replaced. <laughs> <laughs> it goes it just i don't know i didn't like that i mean i'm sure it's doing well but it just would have made more sense to have all the rap girls on the track but i don't know what do i know nothing i guess well i don't agree but i will say that um i was just telling you you don't agree with me i don't agree that you know nothing oh yeah um so no i don't agree with you (laughs) but yeah it's so crazy you said that i was just telling you how somebody was like y'all imagine meg uh featuring uh Crime Mob. Or imagine Meg featuring 3-6 Mafia. They kept saying, like, Meg, on all these songs with all these artists from the early 2000s. Imagine her doing that. And I was just like, oh, I mean, you can. But there are women that are 
on on those songs. songs. It was so weird to me that people even they, they kept naming groups that had women in the groups. But I just think they're saying that her flow would go in those type of productions better, I guess. Where not do so you much. think she got it from? <laughs> but the thing is, she's not doing that style of music. They're just saying that style of music she would sound great on. She's not doing crime mob style of music? Uh, or 3-6? Uh, maybe 3-6, yeah, sure. What? Are you, like, are you kidding me? All of that is crime mob 3-6 shit. It, it's something in the production that's not, it's not the same though if you take cash shit and you make that diamond princess little scrappy and that other nigga that's <laughs> that fits that's the point i don't know JP. she i'm telling you everything meg does is inspired by this stuff most of what everybody does is inspired by this stuff it's just weird for you to say can you imagine her on those tracks whenever the style that she is calmly like accumulating is of those girls doing those things just of of this time version right right so we'll just be glad we have her now <laughs> <laughs> and then we can just end it because you had to put some respect the, on diamond and princess name and gangsta boo but i think that um people have talked about this because there's an element of her music that is missing people like i i don't know people just are unhappy yeah okay it's, 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 always, anyway. it's always going to boil back down in 2020 and that'd be an ultimate problem moving on in eve's career she has done quite a bit of acting mm-hmm. barbershop you will never forget her scene about the apple juice who drank my apple juice yeah man they really got them one right there huh? Who drank my goddamn apple juice? Oh, Terry. Stop cussing. This ain't deaf comedy jam. I don't, I mean, that's Ice Cube, but man, they really, really, whoever wrote that, kudos. I put a big ass red sign. Stop cussing. Tell him, man. I put a big red sign, said, do not drink me. I mean, her delivery was great, though. Her delivery was great. Let's give her credit for that. Because you know what's crazy? It seems so authentic. It would not surprise me to find out that Eve ad-libbed the whole, like, that was her idea. Yes. Maybe it evaporated. Maybe I'm about to slap you. It seems so authentic. I think we've all had a moment like that, and it was like I had PTSD. Apple juice. I think that was very authentic. Like she probably freestyled that off the top. Who like it end up being? It, it might have like been. It might have actually not even been acting. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean she went she went she she went off set and she checked the fridge. Somebody on that set actually <laughs> drank her fucking apple juice, <laughs> and it was a thing. And then Cedric Taylor was like, well, well, "What you gonna do about it?" <laughs> but we loved Barbershop. The barbershop is a classic, actually. And she did something that not everybody can say they have done and accomplished. She got her own TV show, and it lasted more than one season. Yeah, you important. know what? It is important. It is important. They they definitely gave it time, too. I, I think I just like the fact that they gave it time. This is what happens whenever you go into arenas that support you and what you do, though. This is kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, Eve's going to do a TV show and call UPN. UPN, I'm like, yes, we have room and space for this. We love mm-hmm. Eve. Come on, we love. And, you know, UPN was just so culturally um, working hard at curating those shows for as long as they needed to, to do. 
The more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, some of these shows have been canceled on a bigger station the first season. I'm glad that they weren't on a bigger station. Yeah, because it worked. It worked. That was home. It It always was home. But the thing about those shows is those shows are great to me. I don't really care if if they're great to everybody else. I will say I was watching this show back when they were playing it on one of them stations, one of our beloved black television stations. And... In my head, before I did any kind of rewatching, I remember it being solely based in her relationship with JT, the guy. But they break up kind of early in the series. It comes about, yeah. yeah, it becomes more about the breakup than I thought it was a show that was like following a relationship, a the relationship time. the whole time. Not, and then I was yeah. like, oh, wait, they broke up in like episode eight. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. It's also one of those sets where the, the characters are too big for the sets, though. You ever, you ever look at some of those old shows where you're just like, this room is small. <laughs> or all y'all big. <laughs> like, wait, like, I, wait. You mean like for real physically? For real physically. <laughs> like, it just seemed like everybody was so big in all, of, all the spaces they were Like the club. Like, this is a whole nightclub? God damn. Like, <laughs> y'all fucking huge. That club was small. <laughs> this is it. set, Judy. Oh, Come sorry. on. It's TV. I'm sorry. This is TV. But every once in a while you look at a sitcom and you're like, damn, that person's huge. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> that room is inside of a bigger room. I should have known better. <laughs> On a personal note, I enjoyed the show. I've she seen was every a, episode. She was a fashion designer and her relationship with her guy, the breakup, and she has two best friends that run the business with her. And You know how I love that show? Who? Natalie DeSalle Reed and her husband's dynamic. Oh my god. They gosh. had a funny yes. thing going on. That was a funny pun throughout the show. Yeah. Their relationship. I enjoyed that. Yeah. But the I, show, that, that could have been a whole show right there. Me. I kinda liked it. Yeah, and she got Missy Elliott to do the theme song. We mentioned that earlier. You mentioned that earlier. And honestly, I didn't know the fact that she's got one of my favorite verses on the on a Missy album, but I've I bought it up before. It's on the Missy episode. Okay. Um so um, the cookout. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Um, we are going to talk about the cookout for just a second, ladies and gentlemen. Kawhi Leonard had a movie, <laughs> no, you, two thousand and five, featuring Ja Rule, Queen Latifah, <laughs> Eve, Eve, um, motherfucking Danny Glover, and the Hercules boy from Betty Professor. <laughs> Hercules, and it was making good. Jennifer making Lewis. Good. Star-studded cast. <laughs> Horrible movie. It's such a bad movie. What is their movie about? Okay, it's about I, him becoming, isn't it him becoming a big basketball star? And inviting his family over. And <laughs> ghetto as hell. In a, in a white neighborhood. And Danny Glover's a black white supremacist. So you do know what this, the movie's all about. You watched me. that shit yesterday, oh, didn't, didn't you? Didn't Leave me alone. You? Leave me alone. You know I'm a huge Danny Glover fan. I'll watch anything Danny Glover's <laughs> Okay. Okay, so please confirm that's not really him. Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> yes, Kawhi Leonard. Confirm that's not really you. I'll be laughing at that tweet. You ever see that tweet? I ain't never seen him in the same room. <laughs> you, you ever seen, never seen him in the same room? You ever see that? Why that? would you? <laughs> um, Eve moved on to host a daytime talk show. The Talk. Mm. And I know that that Eve from Philly back in 99, when her debut album came out, she would never imagine her life 
looking how it looks. I mean, you're on daytime television, oh, married to somebody like from another country. Yeah, like, this is you I like wild, dumb, stupid rich. I can't imagine that she imagined her life would be anything close to this in 2020. Yeah, and but she's wild, wild rich. Like she's dumb rich. Her husband's dumb rich. Well, I mean, she's well. a stepmother. Like. Just doing all the things that I'm sure she did not think she would be doing. But you know what? She did talk like she could do that. You know, she never did not have the confidence to do it ever. That's for damn sure. You heard those bars. All of those bars are cumulative of somebody who was determined to win. She literally said that in one of the songs. And she did. So we are glad to have seen it. Um, this was for Eve. We did this for Eve. Eve, Jahan, Jeffers, Cooper. It's beautiful. Is Cooper her... Um I think, it's her born, I think it's her married name. But we love Eve around these parts. I'm glad I went to revisit some of them songs because, listen, shit still slapped for mm. me. Yeah, she definitely did not come to play. And, I mean, still out here, she does a few guest verses here and there on things that you, you know, guys can check out. She's killing it on those songs. You just, you know, you got to go dig a little bit. But, you know, every once in a while she'll come out, pop out, say hello, let us know she's still out here kicking it. She actually did um, just announce that she won't be coming back to the talk. I didn't do any deep diving into why or, like, I don't know much about that show. I don't personally watch it, but it is, like, one of those top daytime television yeah, shows. Yeah. And I'm very proud of her. Shout out to Eve. Thank you for all you've given to music. How you do that? <laughs> How do you do that, girl? How do you do that? Um, okay, I want to get into a few television things, if you don't mind. Do it. One, allegedly they're making a Waiting to Excel TV series. Mm. Why? Yeah, it sounds like girlfriends or sisters or any other female-centric show that involves relationships. I haven't done any reading <clears throat> upon it or anything like that. I don't know if I want to figure out what this is all about. It's kind of scaring me at the moment. Not um, scaring you. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, just like Boomerang, it's too vague of an idea yeah, to spark. It doesn't make any sense to, for it to be... Kind of one that? of those, because Boomerang isn't so much a quote-unquote spinoff of the movie. It's just using the name so to why not gain. just call it a new show? Because if I tell you it's Waiting to Exhale, you might be a little bit more interested. If I name it something else, you don't have that initial like excitement. This is going to work in their favor, ultimately, because it's attached to such a popular movie. That makes it happy. It's going to get those initial views off of that alone that makes it's, it hacky it's, it's smart and i don't know how much okay i was going to say that i don't know who's involved but i do remember seeing a tweet from terry mcmillan herself who did the screenplay for waiting to exhale so it's based on a novel called waiting to exhale i saw that she was excited about the green light for waiting to exhale series so I mean, this one may be more involved with the original theme more than Boomerang is, but as Joe Budden would say, more will be revealed. <laughs> okay. Um. Secondly, really quickly, Debbie Allen has a special on Netflix. She's doing um, Hot Chocolate Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. So it's a doc style thing. I haven't checked it out yet. It just premiered. So if you want something to get you in the spirits and you love Debbie Allen like we all do, check that out. She's on that list of people who refuses to quit 
won't quit. And I love Can't that. Can't stop, won't stop. Because you know what that makes her? Relevant. <laughs> because whenever you quit, you become irrelevant. Listen, she is. She has her hands in a lot of things, and a legend who is not too proud of herself because she doesn't exactly. spend. She doesn't spend all of her days shouting out her accolades, and she got a laundry list of them a things, baby. Long. If she long used her Instagram the way some of our faves use their Instagram to commemorate every one little thing she did, we'd be overwhelmed. Exhausted. We never. We never get enough of that shit. But instead. She chooses to remind you how great she is even now. We fuck with it. The Shout out way. to Debbie Allen. Last but definitely not least. Yeah. Now y'all knew we had to bring this up. Mm-hmm. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Even that special. feels like a long time ago for some reason. I know. Doesn't it? Yeah. feels like. I think it was last week if I'm not mistaken. It was last week that it premiered. And <laughs> let me tell you. I don't want for anything because they gave me everything I needed and wanted from that special. I don't have any lingering questions. Maybe where is baby, baby, Nikki? (laughs) (laughs) Now, see, where baby, baby, Nikki? Yeah, they did bring out, they brought out Tyler, Nikki. Right, but and they bought out dark skin not Viv, and yet we have we have yet to see where baby baby, baby, baby Nikki. Nikki, and we want to see the rekindling of baby Nikki and Will Smith just like they did with Janet Hubert. I want, I want baby Nikki to air out his grievances with Will, so we okay. can figure that out. Okay, y'all had me on that show for five minutes, left <laughs> me high and dry. Like they I didn't ask. get no jobs after that. <laughs> he was like, well, after that. Do you know what it's like to be viewed as a silent black baby in this industry? That's the kiss of death. <laughs> Y'all didn't even uh, ask me if I like boys to men. And now all five of them niggas is my godfather. For what? Um, but yeah, I mean, James Avery, great job. I mean, that moment and his rekindling with Janet, they oh, both made big. me so so that emotional like big, i big. knew james avery part was gonna get to me when they left the camera on them and just waited for them to start crying i was like man i was keeping it together now looking at this cast crying like this i'm about to cry i'm about to cry i'm about to cry cut the cameras please turn this off mm. it's coming i didn't know how emotional i would get watching janet and daphne meet each other for the first time time that was wild that was the wild revelation that they had never really crossed paths at all that embracing meant everything i just felt a weight lifted i mean even more so than her talking to will i felt that moment was like special because they never crossed paths and it's kind of like why would they if janet was kind of banished quote unquote from hollywood she probably wasn't showing up to any of the events that daphne would and yeah really i'm not gonna make any special occasion to meet her why would i you know what's the the point point? yeah what's the point they didn't do a transition whether you're upset or not, what would be the occasion where I would decide I want to meet her? Like I just, I don't, I don't <laughs> see I say, why that I makes say, sense. They ain't meeting no cons or nothing. They didn't have no Aunt <laughs> Viv. <laughs> they had no Aunt Viv con. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but well, everybody could come as their own Aunt Vivs. It's perfect because you could cover all of the colors of black women. All Jenny, the light skin girls. Jenny, who gonna come at? <laughs> come on now. I can host it. All the light skin girls come as Daphne Reed. All the dark skin girls come as Jan- uh, Janet Hughes. I feel it's like lit. that would create an issue. <laughs> James, you know what? You sound like you brewing trouble. 
just off that idea, I don't like it. This I, sounds like a war ready to go. I ain't say sit on different sides of the room or I nothing. I don't know, JD. This don't, <laughs> not in this climate, bro. Not in this climate. You're asking a lot. So Okay. All right. anyway. That wasn't even what I was trying to say. What I was going to say is Will Smith does, has always done a really good job at being the center of attention while also seemingly sharing it with everybody. You be watching this shit. Every time he does something, you like, oh, he's doing all the talking. But I don't feel like everybody's upset. <laughs> Nobody feels like they can't get a word in edge- edgewise. They're just letting them do it. They're like, hey, you know, he speaks for me. What he said, I like that. Will's my friend. Hey, the yeah. whole time, Will's kind of hosting this whole thing. I can't think of any other cast of any show that could have rekindled like that where it would have been that wholesomely, like, collectively good from right, like, at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe like a living single or something where everybody was already all adults or something. They're like, good yeah. to go. But generally speaking, it really is super, super hard to get people together. And I appreciate it. I mean, you can tell they actually are friends still. Yeah. You can tell they get together from time to time. Yeah. Like, so it's only right that it would feel that good and natural and wholesome and, you know, just all the things. And <clears throat> me and you were discussing the fact that him making up with Janet was like his last obstacle to become Humble nigga. Super humble Super man. Super humble nigga. I'm the most <laughs> humble man on the planet. I just don't know. what He's a quadrillionaire. <laughs> like, he's a quadrillionaire in general. And then, like, there's so many people who would not have any interest in making up with, you know, like, lost ties and stuff like that in yeah. general. Like, I can think of way less famous people who hold much longer and harder grudges. And once again, I'm just ultimately glad that we have a chance to see Will Smith. Whether you like him or dislike him, there aren't a lot of super rich people that I aspire to be like in any right. There are some pieces from Will Smith that I feel like I could be like, okay, that's cool, that's attainable. This is one rich, rich, rich guy who I feel like kind of works for me. There's not a lot of people in his financial vein that I admire even remotely. So I love stuff like this. Unfortunately, this does mean that all the rekindling is done. So he might not have a lot left to offer. Maybe he'll make a good movie. <laughs> that would be great. That would be awesome. So it's kind of a diss. Like I'm like, I love Will Smith. Maybe he'll make something good. <laughs> the, but that's the beauty of it is when you're able to live outside of what we've known you for for so many years. Like we know you as that movie guy. Like you're kind of you kind of got past the torch yeah. from Denzel to like this is our movie superstar but he spent these last few years just being a dope ass human and still draws the same attention i'm one of these people who feels like something's wrong with me if my like legitimate soul tie bonds aren't taken care of like if you're my sister or family or somebody like i love dearly if we're on the outs or something i don't work well like, yeah. my work suffers whenever I don't fix those things. I'll be the first person to tell you, like, I haven't been feeling good, but I fell out with my cousin, and I need to I need to rectify it so I can do some, you know, good, some dope shit. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it right. It blocks mm-hmm. me up. So, I mean, this might be a nice little awakening, and, I mean, I'm taking a note out of that page because I think that taking a page out of that book. <laughs> taking a note. Page out of that book. I'm taking a page out of that book where um, – I try to keep in mind that, you know, the relationships you harbor are reasons why you are where you are. So if you don't have them, you usually don't have the feel you need to do the stuff you're trying to do. You can tell he truly believes that. And that was the piece of him that just never felt complete. Like it was time. It was overdue, actually. But so you know what it means. It's time for that magic. You know what that magic is? Hitch two. Here's here's the thing. 
um with that being said following i watched it a second time with my family mm-hmm. And that prompted me to want to watch. I haven't wanted to watch the series in a while, honestly. Right. It's you on know, all it's the time. on all the time. And my desire lately hasn't been to watch it. But somewhere around 12 hours a day on Viacom, Fresh Prince is on. Yes. Yeah. I was like, let's start the series from the beginning. And you do indeed get a lot of Will Smith mouthing everybody's lines in them first episodes if you watch it it's like how did i not catch it before because it's so there it's so obvious his mouth is like literally moving with everybody's lines and it's insane you know what's insane it's insane that made it to the show like do that again will you're telling you're mouthing his lines i'm gonna say something that, that blows your mind kind of but just in general it was easy to pass when you think about the original quality of that film true because i've been looking at it since you brought it up and i was i thought to myself why didn't i know this notice this before i watched it on a big screen tv in my family's living room too but it was not this big screen tv and i thought about that for a little bit and i was like all of these episodes have been remastered and, you know, recolorized and they've been brought up to some sort of a quality standard that I'm positive did not exist at all. And if he was mouthing these people's, you know, words on Nick Nick at Night when I was watching it, you know, just 10 years ago, I probably would have never been able to tell. Yeah, I, that's a good point. Maybe, I mean, maybe that is I mean, why we didn't pay that much attention. There were people that were so upset whenever cameras converted to HD because they had so many blemishes that were never noticed. There were actors that were like, they hated it. Like, newscasters would quit jobs because they hated <laughs> HDTV. So, like, it just it just should be noted that, like, Crazy. we've gone through a major, major advancement with all that we can see, like, just on television. It needs to stop, too, because I say they're going to be so good. I don't really understand why we keep doing <laughs> Niggas be like, come buy this 4K TV, okay? But- Yo, 4K TVs are wild. Like, I feel like I'm sitting in the room with these people, and I don't like it. My vision only going to be but so good, though. I tell people at Best Buy every time I go in there, listen, nigga, stop it. Stop it. Are you selling glasses, too, nigga? Are you selling them? <laughs> like, at you this that, point, they're going to be it? popping out the screen. What is it? LASIK? LASIK? You selling LASIK, too, nigga? Because otherwise, I ain't going to need for Ultra HD because <laughs> I can't see that shit. Some people don't like 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 uh, HDTV because they feel uncomfortable. They like the barrier of knowing this is television and not happening because sometimes they can literally get psychologically trapped into the, the show. I feel like I have. Yeah, that's dangerous. It feels like I'm sitting. It feels like they are going to pop out the screen and shake my hand. Yeah, I saw Inception in like IMAX. Nigga, I was knocked the fuck out <laughs> like four five times over. <laughs> like <laughs> That shit was crazy. Oh, okay. That being said, um, if you haven't watched this reunion special, A, what's wrong with you? B, you, you might should... not have HBO Max. <laughs> Just making fun of poor people. Look at <laughs> No, first of all, everybody got a plug for everything, so stop playing with me. You might not have everybody, every... <laughs> <laughs> That's rude as fuck. Yo, she will this never ends. Everybody finds a way to get into somebody's account to watch these shows. So Y'all might have integrity. <laughs> okay, Jenny, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shut I'm up and let me let shit. me close the goddamn show. Oh, okay. Shit. All right. It's funny too because I'm like tired. <laughs> I kind of want you to finish it up, but I'm just doing everything in my power not to let that happen. Go, go for it. Go ahead. The moment's lost. Just go watch the damn reunion. Ah, turn up. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Love you guys. Yeah. See you next time here on What a Time.
Nostalgia with friends. Remember that? 